Hi friends, and welcome to Believe Like a Boss. I'm your host, Life Coach Nandu Camille. Join me as I teach you how to smash your goals and expand the possibility of your life through mindset management, spiritual alignment, and authentic action. I'll teach you how to create what I like to call a life of thrive with ease and authenticity. It's time to play with what's possible. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, 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 my friends, and welcome back to another episode of Believe Like a Boss. I am your host, life coach, Nandi Camille, and I am so grateful, thankful, and excited to have you here once again. As always, so grateful to be here, to have breath in my body, to just enjoy this day. Let me add a caveat in there. I don't always feel this way. Sometimes I wake up and I'm frustrated. Sometimes I wake up and I don't want to do stuff. And that's what this podcast is about, right? Is being with you through the ebbs and flows of life, right? How do we navigate life and create the life that we want on purpose, right? Life will always be 50-50, even when you get to the goal, even when you get to X amount of money or have the person or have the clients or have life, whatever it is, right? Life will still be 50-50 and it's about navigating navigating both of those. And so recently on the podcast, I've been talking about how you talk to yourself, right? And so, and I can't, guys, I really can't for the life of me remember the previous one, but we've been a how you dot, dot, dot series. And so this week I'm doing how you move your body because movement is so important. I believe it is so important. Many scientists believe, many people who are in the health and wellness industry believe movement is so important and is linked to our mental health. On this podcast, I talk a lot about our mental health and I talk a lot about different ways to think about things and to look at things mindfully and how to use mindfulness. In this episode, I want to bring some of the body into this because this is something that I do with my clients as well. So one of the things I've mentioned before is that when I work with clients, we do a wheel of life. And in that wheel of life, we look at physical movement and physical health. How do you feel about how you're moving your body? Because these things go hand in hand. But when I did this or when I was preparing for this episode, I really wanted to make sure that I did some research, that I backed it in evidence. I know that it is good for us to move our body. I know that there are health benefits. I know that it is a positive thing for us to move our body. But being the smart individuals you are, often the brain is going to ask why. Why should I move my body? What is the benefit of this? How does it link to my brain and my mental health? Is it worth it, right? Why is it important for me to move my body? Now, for obvious reasons, I always tell people it's so important to continue to move your body, whether you're walking or you're stretching, whatever it is, meet yourself where you are, right? Or doing cycling or hit or swimming or dancing, whatever it is that you do to move your body, it's so important because it really assists us in our aging process. It really assists our limbs as we're getting older. I, 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 I cringe a little bit at all of the reels about when I turned to 30, I like snapped like a glow stick. It is funny. Like I love to laugh at them, but underneath it is this almost, I feel like trend of people accepting all of this pain in their body when I don't personally believe that it needs to be to this degree, right? If we can condition ourselves to condition our bodies, if we can develop that habit, and again, that doesn't mean you're doing hit five times a week at all. Actually, that can be uh, actually harmful to our body for some people, right? You always have to listen to what is best for your body and your body type. But movement in general is so great for our physical body and our limbs as we're aging, our mental health as we're going through life. And so I did some research in the article that I decided to pull from, and I have it in the show notes, is from Harvard. Um, and actually, let me pull up the the title of it for you, my friends. It, and it'll be in the show notes so you can see it, but the title of it is 
How Simply Moving Benefits Your Mental Health. So that's the name of the article. It's written by Harvard. Um, And so I pulled a few facts from this one to help to highlight why movement is so important. And so for the first one, what they highlight is that movement is attached to higher self-esteem. And I'm not going in any particular order of the uh, article. I actually read the entire thing and just kind of pulled what spoke to me the most. All of this is in the article. One of the things that spoke to me the loudest, so I'm mentioning it first, is that movement is attached to higher self-esteem for a variety of reasons. Now, this part is not in the article. This is from my observation of how movement really can help promote such good self-esteem. So I am now teaching sixth grade dance and I love it. It is so much fun. And what I'm noticing is those that also do gymnastics or dance outside of the class feel more comfortable in their body and that comfort in their body. And it doesn't mean that they're dancing outside of class. I have one that does soccer and she does swim, right? But she's doing physical things outside of the one hour class that I have with them four times a week. And I notice the difference in my students that are moving outside of class feel more comfortable in their body. Why? Because they understand how their body moves. They understand when they're swimming, right? When I'm reaching up and I reach into the water, my body moves this way and I trust myself to get myself from this end of the pool to that end of the pool. Versus you think about someone that maybe has never swam before. I'm just using swimming specifically, right? If you were to tell them to jump in the pool and swim, there's a lack of trust only simply because they haven't done it before, right? And so when we are moving our body, this goes for anything, Right When we're moving our body regularly, we build this trust with ourselves. If I trust myself to kick a ball, to climb a wall, to shake my hips, to do a push-up, and that builds confidence. I understand what my body can do in this way, and I, I've built this trust now with my body versus the person that isn't walking, isn't running, isn't dancing, isn't doing yoga, isn't doing any form of movement intentionally, aside from walking to their car, walking to their office. Right, They can trust their body to do that, but you ask them to get into a hit class. That's why a lot of us will stop from even going, stop ourselves from even going to that fitness class, from going to that dance class, because I'm afraid because I'm nervous. Of course you are. You haven't moved your body in this way before. So therefore, of course, it's nerve wracking. Of course, your body's like, I've never I'll give myself as an example. Recently started pole fitness and pole dancing. First class, so nervous. I don't know what to do with this pole. I know at some point I'm going to be holding on to it and it's going to be holding me up somehow, right? But it took some practice and over time I learned this move and I learned that move and I went every Tuesday and it was, it felt so good and my body became, um, I built muscle memory, right? I started to understand when I do this, this happens, right? Cause and effect. You watch it with babies, right? When they're walking and they're learning how to walk, they fall down, right? And it's not this like, oh my gosh, it's all over. I'm never going to do this ever again. No, they get back up and they build that muscle memory to learn how to walk. And sometimes they have moments they get upset, right? But it's like, okay, I'm going to get back up. I'm going to get back up. And so in the same way, people who are moving their bodies intentionally and consistently are building that self-esteem by building that trust with their physical body with themselves. Now, again, that's my two cents. The headline from the Harvard article is that movement um, is proven to boost self-esteem. 
Now, the next thing that I pulled from this specific article was that it reduces anxiety. Now, they say that it reduces anxiety by making your fight or flight system less reactive. And I ate that up. I was so freaking excited, you guys, because that's all (laughs) I talk about in my coaching sessions and all of what I do, not all of what I do, a big old chunk is keeping you out of your fight, flight, or freeze response, right? So the women that come to me, the, the clients that come to me are often people that also experience anxiety and depression, right? And so that often gets in our way of taking action, this fear, this very big fear that feels very real, right? But by moving our bodies, right, we we, we think, and it is proven that therapy is helpful, coaching is helpful, being in, in this sort of environment is helpful. But what I'm trying to emphasize here is that it can also be super helpful to move your body, right? Because when we move our body, it helps us to get out of our fight, flight, or freeze system. It helps us to be less reactive to our fight, flight, or freeze. Here is why. This is still based on the Harvard article. It helps you develop tolerance of bodily changes caused by fear. Okay, so movement helps you reduce anxiety by making your fight or flight system less reactive. It's less reactive because by moving your body, you're helping to develop tolerance of your bodily changes caused by fear. Now, bodily changes caused by fear being like a raised heart rate. And so when you're doing fitness, when you're in exercise, when you're in movement, especially cardio-based, you are raising that heart rate. So when you are in a moment where anxiety comes up, that feeling is not foreign for the body, therefore making you less reactive. That is what the Harvard article says. Now, coming into my coaching and, and uh, the philosophy that I follow, I'll say, The fight, flight, or freeze, it's so important for us. This is what I talk about with my clients all the time. It's so important for us to stay out of that and to notice when we're coming into it. That is what the mindfulness does. Mindfulness, awareness without judgment. We're going to be aware that, oh, I'm noticing, I'm getting myself or I am in a fight, flight, or freeze space. Why is it important for us to notice that? When we notice that we're in a fight, flight, or freeze response state, We are not able to make higher level creative problem solving happen in our brain because the brain is focused on fight, flight, or freeze, protecting ourselves. When we notice that we can do things, whether it is physically, right, going for a walk, going to do kickboxing, we can do things physically to remove us from fight, flight, or freeze, flight, flight, or freeze, (laughs) fight, flight, or freeze. Or we can use our tools, right? If you go to a therapist, if you see a coach, if you've been doing self-coaching, maybe you have some mindfulness tools, 54321, to help you get out of an anxious state. When we are out of that fight, flight, or freeze, the objective is to be in our prefrontal cortex. This is the executive functioning part of our brain, right? This is where creative thinking can happen. This is where we can think outside of the box. This is where we can notice old limiting stale thinking and rewrite it, right? And so what Harvard is saying is that just from a physio, our physical standpoint, by getting the body into a place where it has an elevated heart rate, similar to when you might be in fight, flight, or freeze, the body is less fearful of that feeling when it shows up, right? And so when you walk into a room and maybe you're about to say, a, a, have a speech or you're going to do a presentation, your heart rate goes up, it is less jarring to the nervous system and therefore your brain that your heart rate has gone up. Oh, I felt this feeling before, right? And so you can stay in your prefrontal cortex and notice, 
oh, I'm feeling anxious, or as I would tell my clients, excited, right? Maybe it's anxiety in a moment. Anxiety is fear, but maybe it's also excitement, excitement for what you're about to do, excitement for what you're about to present, excitement for the possibility that lays on the other end of you giving the speech or presentation, right? We get to, from this more creative space, notice that feeling in our body and transmute it in a way that serves us. And so I really, I I love that uh, more and more research is coming out around how movement and how mental health are tied together, how moving our bodies is related to our moods. One of my, I, what is it called? The Art of Presence, I want to say. I'll put it in the show notes as well. I will look the book up. Um, But Amy Cuddy is the author. I've talked about her before, and she talks about the concept of starfish up, right? And so this is another example of how movement, this is in a very simplistic way, right? But how in an impactful but simplistic way, how movement itself can help us to change our mood. So again, sometimes we use journal prompts. Sometimes your therapist or coach might give you a tool that you can use sitting at your desk, right? Writing something out, but you can also use your body. So instead of waiting on your mind to change your mood, use your body to help change your mood, right? And so when she talks about Amy Cuddy and Starfish or in in the Art of Presence or whatever the book is called, I will put it again in the show notes, my friends. When she says Starfish up, think about expanding all of your limbs. I'm doing it right now. You can't see me clearly. But I'm reaching up towards the ceiling, right? And I'm putting my legs in opposite directions, starfish up. Research has shown that just by expanding your extremities in this way, you can start to influence your mood, that you will start to feel better as you expand your body versus notice when you're hunched over at your desk, right? Hunched over and your body is collapsed over. Sitting this way for a very long time can also influence your mood. So if you want to feel better without even having to think about feeling better, roll your shoulders down and back, open up your extremities, move your body. Move your body. I'm all about my friends creating this tool belt, this holistic tool belt that helps you in a moment to moment notice because sometimes, and this is so true for so many of us, sometimes that affirmation is not working. (laughs) You're like, I'm saying the affirmation and I believe it, but I don't feel it right now. And I'm feeling actually very anxious. Right. And so this is another tool that you can have in your tool belt. When you're feeling frustrated, when you feel yourself spiraling down, getting near that fight, flight, or freeze, movement is such a beautiful way to help to bolster our self-esteem, self-esteem, to take the edge off of our anxiety, right? And to just elevate our mood in a moment's notice. Here's another quote. Here's the other quote that I took from this article that I really liked. Regular exercise, such as cycling or gym-based aerobic resistance, flexibility and balance exercises can also reduce depressive symptoms. All right, so again, for those of you who are looking for something, you know, maybe you're like, I've seen a coach, I've seen a therapist, I am taking medication for it. I'm still feeling depressive. Are you moving your body? Are you walking? Are you stretching? Do you find that you're more hunched over during the day? Are you widening out your shoulders, rolling them again, down and back, opening up your chest? I really love when I was teaching Pure Bar, I would tell people, have an open, proud chest, right? And they'll say this in yoga. And just notice how that adjusts your posture. If you're sitting in the car listening to this podcast right now, 
Notice, roll those shoulders down and back. If you're sitting at your desk, sit up a little bit taller, roll your shoulders down and back. I tell my dancers, imagine that there is a thread connected to the top of your head, pulling you up towards the heavens, right? Pulling you up towards the ceiling. It's going to elongate your neck. Notice just how much space you can create in your body and how that opens you up. And just doing that regularly can have a beautiful, positive impact on your mood. As always, my friends, I want you to test these things out for yourself, right? Take this. Notice when I go for one walk a week, when I go cycling, when I do 30 minutes of dance, right? Even if you got to go steal your child's Nintendo Switch and do Just Dance. You all, that is exactly what I asked for for Christmas last year because I knew that I love to move my body through dance. I think that that's also really important to say here, right? It's so important to meet yourself where you are. Notice what your thoughts are about movement. Oh, that means I have to run for an hour every single day. Oh, that means I have to get a gym membership. Notice what you're resistant to. You don't have to do what you're resistant to. What would you like to do instead? Do you like to hike? Do you like to go dancing? Would you like a gym membership? Would you like to do more group fitness? Would you like to do solo fitness? Do you like a mix of both, right? I love a lovely blend. (laughs) I love a lovely blend. I have my Peloton at home. I have the Peloton app. I did yoga this morning. I was able to just stream it on my TV. It was wonderful. I was able to do it by myself. I also love pole fitness because it feels more like play to me. It doesn't even feel like I'm working out at all. I get to go and play when I'm in pole fitness. Fitness, right? And in some days I feel like hiking and that feels like my movement because I just need to be outside. I live in Colorado. There's beautiful trails here. I love the fresh air. We have this elevation. I listen to my body. What's important to me and you get to listen to what's important to you. What's important to me is that I'm moving my body consistently. What does that mean for me on a daily basis? I get in 30 minutes of intentional movement. That is my goal, right? I get in 30 minutes daily of intentional movement. You decide what that is for you. If you heard that and you're like, oh, I don't know about that. That seems like a lot. Then meet yourself where you are. If 30 minutes is too much, could you do five? Maybe not every single day. Maybe it's two times a week. Maybe it's once a week. Maybe you start with walking down your driveway and back. Maybe you start with doing squats while you're brushing your teeth. The intention is to simply move your body because of the beautiful impacts it has on our health and our wellness and our mental wellness. Do not talk yourself out of movement. Movement is accessible to everyone. I want you to establish what is important to you. What do you enjoy? Is it important to build muscle? Is it important to just take care of your body? What is important to you, right? And then how do you enjoy to move your body? And do that. If you need to get a buddy, get a buddy, my friends. If you wanna join a class, join a class. Listen to yourself. Follow what feels good. If it, if you go to try something out and it doesn't work out, it doesn't mean that, that you can't move your body. Maybe that class wasn't for you. Maybe that instructor wasn't for you. Remember the puzzle piece mentality. I'll leave you with this as we talk about movement. Puzzle piece mentality. Imagine you have all of your puzzle pieces, right? When you get a puzzle box, of uh, a puzzle box, it has all of the pieces in it. You know that when you get your box, right? You are that. You are a complete puzzle, 
right? And if you're trying to figure out this section of the puzzle, right, you know, when you get to the, whether it's the ocean section or the sky section or this like flower section where there's a ton of the same color, a bunch of different blues or a bunch of different purples, and it's kind of tricky to figure it out, but you know, you have all your pieces, you know, you can figure it out. Right? I want to offer that to anybody that's feeling frustrated about movement. Ugh, I don't know if I can figure this out. You have all of your puzzle pieces. You can figure it out. It's just a matter of you turning that puzzle piece. Does it fit this way? Okay, no. Does it fit this way? Uh, does it fit over here? Right? Being willing, willing to turn your puzzle piece until you figure out the fit that works for you. High intensity interval training hit is not for everybody. Yoga is not for everybody. Everybody can do it. It is accessible to everybody, but that does not mean that everybody wants to do yoga or cycling or swimming or dance or walking or jogging or outdoor rock climbing or indoor rock climbing. Find what works for you. Be willing to play and be willing to try and be willing to turn that puzzle piece, my friends. Movement is such a beautiful gift that we can give to ourselves that has so many fantastic benefits. I hope that this podcast serves you, my friends. If you ever have any questions about coaching, one-on-one coaching, or about the podcast or something you want to hear on the podcast, send me an email, hello at nandicamille.com. All right, my friends, like I said, I will put the article in the show notes. I will also put that book, Presence, by Amy Cuddy in the show notes as well. Um, Let me know if you have any questions. Like I said, hello at nandicamille.com. Have a great week. I'll see you next time. Hi, friend. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, I would love if you would like, share, subscribe, share this with your friends, your family, your girlfriends. If you're interested in one-on-one coaching or just curious about learning more, head over to nandicamille.com.